Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life, life, life. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. I'm here with Janice Kaplan. Janice, welcome. Thank you. So nice to be here. You have quite an illustrious background, which by now some of our guests have already dived into, and, and they're looking to surface with you with the answers today on the lots of things in your background. But your, your wonderful book is the topic today, The Gratitude Diaries. Um, tell us a little bit about this awakening that you had in your own life um, as, as we step into why you wrote the book and, and, and why it's a critical component to your life and hopefully others. Well, I had started to do some research into gratitude, and um, I was really excited by the concept, and I took the step of thinking, could I actually spend a year and try to be more grateful? So I took that as a personal challenge, and uh, because I'm a journalist, um, and uh, thank you for the comments on the illustrious career, um, I, I decided to do it as a journalist would, so I threw myself into it both personally and did it uh, as a research project, trying to find out everything I could about gratitude and talking to as many interesting people and experts on the subject as I could and pulling it all together into the book. So it's actually one of my favorite projects that I've ever done. It was a a really transformative year and experience for me. How did it work? How did you literally approach this challenge you gave to yourself? Uh, Was it it goals and assignments? Uh, Was it just attitudinal adjustments? And how long did it take you to make those adjustments? Well, I, I pretty much broke the year into seasons, and I thought about the things that are important in all of our lives in terms of categories. So uh, in winter, I started the book on New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve, and um, I started there with what was important uh, in marriage, love, family, at home. And so I spent, uh, I spent the winter making my marriage better, working on my kids, thinking about all of those personal topics. Um, in the spring, I moved into money, career, uh, ambition. Uh, I then started thinking about gratitude and health. And, and uh, finally, I turned to how gratitude can affect how we interact with the world and our sense of generosity and compassion. So it was pretty encompassing, uh, but because it was in pieces, it stayed interesting and stayed exciting and stayed something that I think uh, other people could do also. Now, I'm not sure if you have a similar experience to me, but creative people, I find, are often very pessimistic people and certainly not looking on the bright side of life. For some reason, they find inspiration of the negativeness. They find happiness that becomes part of their work. Was that the same with you? Did you feel like you needed to make an adjustment and be less pessimistic about things? Well, you know, to be honest, I am not a natural optimist, and I wish I could say I were. <laughs> um, I think there are people to whom it, it comes naturally, and um, I've always tried to to be optimistic because I can see the advantages of it, but it's something that I have to work at. And um, I think you're right that the other thing that happens is that people who are either creative or ambitious, we're almost scared about gratitude. We, we kind of worry that if we're grateful for what we have, we're going to turn so happy, sappy 
happy that we don't achieve anything else. And, you know, there's the old image of the, uh, um, you know, the dissatisfied writer and, the, you know, the, the slightly depressed painter. Um, and those have somehow come into our, into our consciousness as, as the way we're supposed to be. And I think it's just not true. I think most of us actually function so much better uh, when we're happy and positive and uh, looking forward to things. Could you tell me a little bit about how you discovered the power of this practice that you brought upon yourself and how that triggered something in your head that said, wow, I'm on to something big here. I need to continue with this. I had uh, done a survey for the John Templeton Foundation on gratitude, and um, there were all sorts of interesting results that emerged from it, but but a few really stood out for me. Um, the first was that most people, way into the 96-97%, believe that grateful people are happier. Okay, that's good. Um, same percentages. When you ask them directly, are you grateful for your family and friends, say yes, absolutely. Again, really good. And then on the other side, um, when you ask people if they express gratitude, the numbers plunged. And we were at under 50% of people who said that they actually expressed gratitude. So I looked at those numbers in kind of wonderment. And I thought, here we have something that we actually feel because we are grateful to family, friends, to other things. Um, we know that being grateful is going to make us happier, but we don't do it. We don't express it. And so I looked at that and, and uh, you know, in a journalistic way, I referred to it as the gratitude gap. And I was on the Today Show talking about it. And then all of a sudden it struck me, well, hey, I'm not so smart either. I'm not any different in my own life. I do exactly the same thing. Here I am preaching about all of this, but I don't express gratitude either. I don't feel it either. And and so those uh, th- that confluence of, of facts made me really stop and say, okay, well, let me see if I can, if I can do what I'm saying and if I can make myself happier uh, by actually trying to be grateful and, and trying to, uh, to follow that practice. What are your favorite ways to express your gratitude? The most common things that, that people do are write at a gratitude journal. I started doing that. People keep a gratitude list. Um, I have a couple of friends who actually send me, who now text me every morning three reasons that they're grateful, which I just love, uh, because somehow sharing it with other people um, is a way to, to inspire gratitude uh, in themselves. It's really yourself that you're, <laughs> that you're trying to, to inspire. Um, Sometimes if you tell yourself to take a photograph a couple of times a week of something that you're grateful for, it's really just a question of focusing. Um, As you suggested before, we're so used to looking at the bad in everything. We're so used to looking for the negative that if we find some way to make ourselves stop and reframe a situation, think about it from a different perspective, look at the bright side of it, we actually do it. Um, The other thing I learned, uh, particularly in that very first month when I was being grateful for family and husband, um, at first I thought, okay, I'm going to write three things every night that I'm, three reasons every night that I'm grateful for my husband. And then I thought, wait a minute, if I'm grateful for my husband, maybe I should tell him. Um, so actually expressing it to the person, saying something out loud, uh, it's amazing how something as simple as saying thank you to your spouse um, can completely change the atmosphere in your marriage and ultimately for me, our whole marriage. Interesting. From a neurological perspective, if you could possibly answer this question, what does the expression of gratitude really do for you? 
Well, there are a lot of great studies uh, that show that gratitude does have an effect on the neural circuits in the brain. So what I was just suggesting of the, you know, say thanks to your husband um, or to your spouse uh, uh, can really change the, the, the neural pathways. Um, your brain activity changes a little bit. And it's like any other muscle in the body, the, uh, the things that you use more build more. So if you're using the pathways for gratitude, for love, for affection, for appreciation, those are the ones that are going to get stronger. When you meet people, and even looking back on some of the incredible interviews with stars you've had, like Barbara Streisand, Clint Eastwood, Matt Damon, it's like there's an incredible uh, crowd that you are are traveling in there. Uh, but but when you meet somebody, um, can you begin to tell that they might have a gratitude deficit? <laughs> Great question. Um, I think I have been struck actually with the people that you mentioned and so many of the celebrities that I've had the honor to get to know by just how much they do appreciate what they have and what they've achieved. And, um, you know, it's very easy to say, well, of course they should be grateful. They're stars. You know, the whole world is at their feet and they can get anything they want. But you know what? It's pretty easy to say that about any of us. There's always somebody looking up to you who thinks that your life is better than theirs. Um, and, you know, I hate to sound like Us Magazine, but the stars are really just people like the rest of us who are living day to day and whose experiences become uh, what, what they expect. And so I so admire those who can stop and realize where they are and be grateful for the people who helped get them there and uh, be grateful sometimes for the luck that got them there and um, the hard work and for wanting to give back. And uh, so many of them do that, like Matt Damon and Batman and Barbara Streisand, in, in really impressive ways. Um, and what more wonderful way to express your gratitude for where you are than to try to give back and, and help other people. My grandmother was from Texas, and she had a wonderful expression. She used to say, don't get too big for your britches. <laughs> and, and I wonder, do you think that ego or money or power tends to diminish your gratitude and, and, uh, and almost by default? There are some interesting studies um, about money. Um, there's a, a wonderful psychologist out of Berkeley, California named Paul Piff who has done some really interesting uh, research studies on how people react um, when they are just given money. He, he has one that I particularly loved where he had people playing a Monopoly game. And some of them were you know, given twice as much money and twice as much when they passed go. And it was determined by the flip of a coin that that's what they were going to get. And yet then when they they won the game they end, and were asked why they won, they ended up talking about all of the clever things that they had done. Um, they forgot <laughs> that somebody had just given them that, uh, that position of privilege. So, uh, yeah, sometimes people can um, assume that everything that they have, uh, that they somehow have is, is their lot. Um, but uh, I don't think that always happens, and I think it's very, one of the things that's really important for people in any position is to to be able to stop and say, I am pretty fortunate, and I got here not just because of my own 
uh, smarts or intelligence or hard, uh, or hard work, which certainly probably did contribute, but because of what other people did, because of the circumstances that I'm in, because of, heck, I was born in America, <laughs> you know, and, and not in, not in, in, in poverty in, in some impoverished land. And, you know, we, we all can remember, uh, it, that's pretty global, but, but when you stop and think about it, that's, uh, that determines so much of our lives and something that we had nothing to do with. And you can stop and somebody, one, one person said to me that uh, every time he turns on the faucet, he tries to be grateful for the fact that he has clean water. Well, whoever thinks of the fact that we turn on a faucet and have clean water? Of course we do. But, you know, there are millions and billions of people in the world who don't. So, you know, again, I hate to, I hate to, to, to get sanctimonious about, about a topic like that, but, but it really is uh, pretty dramatic when you, when you take a bigger perspective. And, and uh, there were times that I tried very hard to do that. Do you worry that some people think that giving money is, is a way of expressing their gratitude? You know, I think if you want to give money, that's a good thing. I think that, you know, I, I would never question um, people's, uh, people's motives. Um, take any step that you can. Take any step. Uh, any first step is a good one. And, um, and it only leads to, to bigger ones and better ones. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the same with gratitude, being uh, stopping yourself once a day to say, you know, thanks to your husband for, for uh, driving the car or, or mowing the lawn um, will lead you to say other things and will lead him to say other things back to you. And, and I think that those small steps are the things that can end up making a better world too. Let's take a break, everybody, back in just a minute. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results. Providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world, The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. With Janice. Janice, so great to have you on the show today. Well, thank you. It's so great to talk to you. How small can gratitude expression be? <laughs> well, I think uh, I think big or small doesn't doesn't matter. Um, I think you know, just try saying try saying. Here's here's a fun experiment for you. Try saying thank you to somebody who you, who doesn't normally get thanked in the course of the day. Um, I've had several people mention to me that they paid special attention to the um, the the uh, sec- the security people at the airport. Does anybody ever thank the security people at the airport? You're mm-hmm. you're angry. You're unhappy. You don't want to be patted down. You don't want them to be telling you to take off your belts. You know what? They're doing their job. And, you know, walk through and once you're all done and you have your belt back on, turn around and say, thanks, really appreciate the job you do. And, um, you know, that could make a difference in their day and it'll probably make a difference in your day because it'll make you feel better about what you've just experienced and where you've just been and uh, makes you go, okay, that wasn't a bad thing. They're trying to do something important. And, uh, and again, part of gratitude, part of expressing gratitude is not just giving it to the other person, but giving it to yourself, changing your own perception of what could be an unpleasant moment at the airport into a pleasant one. Do you think the display of of, of, and the expression of gratitude is really almost the secret to the inner soul and, and communication with other people? There's been some uh, some new studies. In fact, there was one that I just saw this morning um, that uh, that looked at the character traits that are most tied into well-being. And well-being is the phrase that psychologists now use instead of happiness, um, because happiness tends to be a little bit superficial and a little bit fleeting, uh, whereas well-being is the concept that they use for the for the continued. Um, well-being, the continued fact of, of feeling good in your life. And they looked at, uh, I think it was 24 different character traits that can, that can lead to well-being. And the number one connection that they found, the one that had the strongest connection to making you feel better every day was gratitude. Um, and that was pretty striking. Uh, so, you know, they were, they were all in favor of, of some other things like, you know, kindness and humility, but, um, those just didn't tie in quite as well. Uh, and gratitude did. So that was, that was very interesting to me. To reap the full benefit of expressing gratitude and feeling the joy, do you think that you uh, need to express it about other people or can you express it about nature and the environment and the home, the roof you have over your head? And, you know, how do you uh, limit the, the expression of gratitude? 
I found that one place that I am always grateful is when I'm outside. Um, and there is a lot of uh, research that suggests that being outside and being in nature and being someplace green um, does change, uh, again, change some of the circuits in our brains, changes how we feel about the world. And, um, you know, go out and take a walk, even in the park. Or uh, uh, I'm lucky enough uh, to, to live near a, a, a beautiful pathway by a river. And I walk along there and I look out and the world just seems like a, a nice place. And uh, I, you know, I stop and I try to notice things and I hear the river running and I try to listen to birds and look at the trees. And um, uh, I think it's very hard not to be grateful uh, when you put yourself in, in a position like that. So um, my sense uh, as I was writing the book was that there were two ways to deal with gratitude. One is you make yourself feel grateful and express gratitude. The other is can you put yourself in a place that naturally makes you feel grateful? And, and my experience was, you know, climbing a mountain, taking a walk, being outside uh, very much does that. Do you feel that people that have access to a warm climate year-round might be more grateful, therefore? No. <laughs> you know, um, I, I think that goes back to the question, to, to, to the phrase that psychologists use, which is habituation, mm -hmm. which is uh, the idea that no matter what, where, where you are or what you do, you get used to it. Um, I like to call it the Porsche in the garage syndrome. So that, uh, you know, you want to buy that fancy new car. You're all excited about it. You think and you think about it. You know it's going to change your life and make your life better. And then you get it and then you drive it. And then after a couple of weeks, it kind of stop noticing it. It just mm -hmm. becomes the car. And I think it's the same thing uh, if you're living in a warm environment. When it's uh, really cold in a cold environment, you look at the people in Los Angeles or Florida or the Caribbean and you say, oh, it must be so great to be there. But um, uh, the studies show that they're not any happier because they're living there and that's their everyday life and they're getting annoyed by uh, by daily activities and, and daily events just uh, just as anybody else would. So I think it's not a question of um, circumstances. I think most of the evidence now suggests that it's not events or places that make us happy or not happy. It's how we respond to them. Uh, and you can't control the events in your life all the time. I guess you can control where you live, but uh, you can't control most of the events in your life as much as you would like to, but you can always be in charge of how you respond to them. And that's really important to remember. In your going back to the word illustrious uh, career, uh, you, you've been involved in uh, lots of different things. Um, you know, do, as you look back on that, do you think there are, were, were chapters in your career that you you were so focused on work that you just really were not a nice person and not a grateful person? Were you was this an awakening for you <clears throat> that said, "Wow, I have not led my life properly. I have not focused on the right things." Tell us about that transition. That you, that you had? Well, I think uh, I've always tried to appreciate where I am at the time, but um, I think we do get very caught up in worrying about the next step. And um, when something is going great and it's wonderful, um, again, it's, that's, it's that same habituation. Um, that's good, but what else, but what would be better? And uh, um, I have a friend who, uh, who has just been quite recently, um, num you know, number one on Amazon. 
on for weeks and weeks and, uh, uh, you know, every writer's dream. And I was teasing him one day and I said, you know, are you happy finally? Because he's a classic depressed writer. I said, are you happy finally? And he said, I actually saw happiness across the street yesterday. I know it was there. I waved at it. Um, and, you know, I think that's what we don't want to do. We, we want to try to cross the street and, and be able to grab the moment uh, when, it's, when it's right there. You're a writer, a television producer, a magazine editor. Um, all of those things involve a, an audience, a target audience, right? And I was wondering if you think hard about adjusting your gratitude to different target audiences. Does that come out in your writing or your production uh, and, and, or your editing? You know, are you thinking about the target audience and, and things that would resonate well with them that they might be grateful for themselves? Do you think about that correlation at all? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, I didn't, I admit, um, as I was doing this book, um, because I think probably uh, the basic values and feelings that we have are all similar. Um, I did write about uh, the workplace, um, and I did write about being at home, and those are those are perhaps different targets. Um, uh, and 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 I, I I did think a lot about work and how people often aren't appreciated at work. That that's a place where um, people spend a lot of time and put in a lot of effort and really want to be appreciated. And I think it's striking how often um, bosses and top executives feel like, well, they're not going to say thank you to somebody because it'll make them feel like they're, you know, they, they won't work as hard. And all of the evidence shows that people who are appreciated where a boss says thank you give so much more effort and work so much harder. Um, and I think that that's a transformation in the workplace that really needs to happen. And uh, some big companies are starting that, but it's, uh, it, it has not gone far enough. And if, if I can help in this book with anything, I think that would really be a, a key place um, uh, for, for, for people to start focusing. What about over-expression of gratitude? Is that possible? And do you mitigate and nullify the benefits in doing so? Well, you want gratitude to be sincere. And, uh, yeah, I think if, you know, if, if somebody is constantly gushing, uh, something and it doesn't seem sincere, or if somebody is saying something because it seems like they're supposed to say it, um, that, that's, that, that, that's not good. On the other hand, I think it's better than not doing it. So if a boss wants to say thank you and he doesn't really mean it, go ahead and say thank you. Um, but yeah, I think gratitude should be sincere and genuine and, uh, and you feel it. Uh, you, you feel, you, you feel that. Um, and that's, uh, that's what changes you as an individual also. It's really that, that moment of pause, that moment of looking, that moment of, of taking something, you know, I, I talk in the book about several people who had really terrible experiences in their lives, really horrible tragedies, um, and yet were able to say, okay, I can't change that, but you know what? I'm grateful for all the friends who supported me during that time, or I'm grateful that my kids were here for me, or I'm grateful that, you know, that the illness was not as bad as it might have been. And what a gift those people have for themselves and for those around them to be able to take again something that they can't change and find the find the way out of it by by being positive uh, and and I have great admiration for that um, I 
try hard to learn that, and uh, I hope I won't be in one of those terrible situations um, uh, where I would have to do that, and I'm not sure I would be able to, quite honestly, uh, but um, but to, to know that to know that you have that possibility, I think, uh, gives you strength and hope uh, in, in difficult times. Is gratitude the greatest expression we have as humans, in your opinion? And, and what are the close second, third, and fourth runner-ups to that? Well, I think, um, you know, certainly uh, uh, when I mentioned before that study on, on, on character traits that lead to well-being, I, I think the top three were gratitude, hope, and love. And um, those are all nice qualities. And uh, I think if we can make those more a part of our lives, uh, then we'll all be happier. And uh, we certainly don't have to, again, undermine our, undermine our ambition or, or not want more or not try to make the world a better place. But um, if we can fill our own lives and the, the lives of those around us with gratitude, love, and hope, then I think we're certainly uh, in a better place to achieve all of the things that we would like to. Our hope and love, perhaps a, a new diary series we may see from you. <laughs> yeah, you know, people are, are teasing me uh, on, uh, well, what, what virtues are you doing next? And uh, <laughs> my, my husband has certainly enjoyed uh, my year of living gratefully since, uh, uh, since so much of it was directed at him, has, uh, has, has said he hopes my next book isn't on revenge. Um, <laughs> so we're, 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 we're trying to keep on the good side. <laughs> Do you think your book has helped your relationship with your husband? I think very much so. Um, uh, we've been married a long time, and we have two grown, wonderful children. Um, and the year that I did this, uh, the, the gratitude book, and I was living it as I was writing it, um, nothing special happened. You know, there was no big event. There was no fabulous travel. There was uh, nothing, none, none of those life-changing moments. But I think both of us would say that it was one of the best years we ever had um, because we were always happy. Uh, we were always uh, we were always looking for reasons to be happy and we laughed and we smiled more and we enjoyed each other more than I think we we ever have before and uh, that year ended you know six eight months ago now and just look back you know because I'm not doing it every day in the same way I'm not focused exclusively on gratitude that way but it laid such a wonderful foundation that when you see yourself slipping back a little bit you can you can pull it out again and uh, and that's really important to know. Curious, did you discuss the book with him and the topic of the book while you were writing it, and was, was he aware of your transformation as it was unfolding? Well, you know, the funny thing was that at the very beginning, the, the month that I started to be grateful to him, I didn't say it to him. And uh, it, it started one night when we were driving, and uh, it was uh, late, and it was in January, and it was dark and cold and, and snowing, and we got where we were going, and, and I said, honey, thank you for driving. And he said, I always drive. And I said, I know you do, but it's dark and it's snowing, and I was just thinking that I don't like to drive, and I certainly would have, wouldn't have wanted to drive tonight. And and I'm really grateful that you did. So thank you. And I could see him sort of taking that in. Uh, and you know, he probably thought I was slightly crazy. He'd never heard anything like that before. But I said a couple more things like that over the weekend. And then on that Sunday night, he came up to me and he said, "Oh, thank you for making dinner." And I said, as he had, I always make dinner. <laughs> um, but you know, it was the start of that recognizing what the other person does. Again, recognizing those little things that you don't normally notice because they become they become the wallpaper. They become the background. And so pulling them to the forefront 
makes you both feel good. And then, of course, as you know, after that, he he understood what I was what I was doing, and fortunately, he called me out on it a few times. You know, as the year went on, if I would fall back into complaining, I often heard, "Hey, Ms. Gratitude, you want to rethink that one?" Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so once in a while, that was helpful too. When you're in a relationship uh, that lacks gratitude, is there a risk or danger to your inner soul and your your, your livelihood? I, I think there is. Um, I think that uh, more and more marriage therapists now, and I spoke to several of them, uh, uh, are, are starting to to use gratitude as part of their therapy. Um, and when couples, you know, my husband and I were, were starting from a good place, and we were just making it a better place. But when when couples are in a in a bad place and are going to a marriage therapist. Um, well, they want to go in and talk about all the terrible things that the other person is doing and how terrible they are. And many marriage counselors now will start each session by saying, tell your spouse one reason you were grateful to them this week. You know, even if it's that uh, they didn't do something bad, you know, just find something positive to say. Um, and I spoke to another uh, very wonderful um, uh, uh, professor of, of marital th- of uh, psychology and marriage therapy um, who encourages people to send um, a, a gratitude email every day uh, to their spouse because you tend to forget to say things and you tend to forget to thank them when you're right there. But send a gratitude email every day. It can just be a fill-in-the-blank that says, one reason I was grateful to you today is. And just make yourself stop and think that and think that positive thing about, about your spouse. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to change how you respond to each other. In the spirit of being grateful, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I am grateful in return. It was, it was a <laughs> pleasure to be here. And, and thank, you for, uh, thank you for having me and, and talking about the subject. Indeed. I have two final questions for you, um, and that is the following. Who would you like to get a hold of you, and how can they get a hold of you? Well, I love when people share their stories of gratitude with me and when they share the stories of how gratitude has helped them or transformed them. Uh, we have a website uh, at uh, gratitudediaries.com and a place to share stories there. So uh, uh, come to the website uh, and share your stories, and uh, I'd love to hear them. Thanks again for being on the show today. really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Until next week, everybody, I hope your little life is a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, and, and hopefully now more grateful every day. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.